again. Hello again. <laughs> I was just thinking of a, a song which we hear very often in, um, in Peru, um, and that's around birthdays. So I was just thinking of a song, Vit Feliz Complianos. Complianos uh -huh. Feliz. Uh -huh. Desianos a ti. It's one of those ones you have to learn because yeah. we spend most of our time going from parties to parties to parties to parties. Um, I'm just trying to give you a flavor of um, kind of what life is like. Our house lives, well, our house is in a very kind of busy city. When you think of the Amazon, you think of rainforest, don't you? You think of David Attenborough and all that. <laughs> you know all that. Um, well, that's not where we live. We live in the middle of a city, in the middle of the Peruvian Amazon, yeah. a very densely populated city. Um, around four or five hundred thousand people live there on top of each other. And um, very busy, very polluted, very poor, um, and abandoned city to most of the rest of the Amazon, and also the rest of Peru as well. So when we got there, we were thinking, oh, it's going to be lovely, you know, Paddington Bear. <laughs> Not so. But as I said, echoed earlier, God has placed his name there, and we're really journeying with his mission there. He's already been doing the stuff, and um, it's just a joy to discover what he's doing. We want to just share with you a few more slides and then center this around God's word because he's the one that has called us. He's the one that has ordained us. He's the one that's anointed us all to do his mission uh, for such a time as this. And what a privilege that is, isn't it? Amen. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah. So one of the things we're involved in is um, baptisms, um, um, discipling people and talking to people about making a commitment for Christ. The guy on the left-hand side is the dad, and he's baptizing his daughter alongside Dave. Um, he, his name is Uziel, and he sometimes comes to our house to fix things. He's a leader of the church. And while he's fixing the air conditioning, we're talking to him about ministry, talking to him about his marriage, talking to him and trying to encourage him to be all that God wants him to be. So a lot of times, our ministry is not up front. It's behind the scenes. So our, our, the idea is for us to um, help the church to be stronger, help the church to last longer. You know, and if the leaders are strong, if the leaders are encouraged, then that overflow is a blessing to the congregation and the community around them. Yeah. Next slide, please. So I'm sure you are, well, you're all Baptists or well, you're sympathetic to Baptists because you're sitting in the Baptist church, yeah? <laughs> I mean, we're not all kind of Baptist Baptists, but sorry, I'm saying that because I'm a Baptist minister. It's okay for me to say that. However, um, this is the team leader of the Baptist convention in Iquitos, that man there wearing the blue. And he's on a mission trip with some of his pastors in the association and some of the family, and they're going way down deep in the river way down deep in the jungle to preach the gospel and to minister to small churches. And we put this up as a testimony to say that this is the first time that a city pastor 
has decided to get his feet wet in the rivers because they don't tend to want to go anywhere near. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do camping and things like that. You know, they, you know, more sophisticated. So this is the first time after nine years of gentle nurturing and persuasion that it'd be good to do mission rather than missionaries coming from the UK. And, and it's great that we're there, but we've been part of a succession of missionaries encouraging them to go. This is the first time. And uh, they did a really good job. I was not there. Thank you, Jesus. Because when we get there, they hand us the microphone and they want us to do everything. So again, part of our philosophy is to encourage them to do the work. Uh, one of the great testimonies there, they actually did an ordination of one of the pastors in the jungle. Um, people got baptized. And we heard of the report while we were on home assignment here, which is great. That's the way I feel it should be. So, you know, as you, as you think of uh, the kind of the work in Iquitos as you're journeying with us, this is really where we're trying to get to the point where instead of us doing all the upfront work, we equip them to do it. And men, women, and children are all involved in that. The next slide, please. So some training for the pastors. This is the first time they're using Zoom. Um, and Dave was able to facilitate that. Um, they they are afraid of technology, I would say, and also some of them don't have the facilities to use all this technology. Basic things that we have over here is a real struggle for them. But this is another breakthrough moment. Um, they're having some discipleship training with, a, it's called a discipleship making movement called Big Life. And what they do is they help believers to get strong in sharing their testimony and having small group meetings in their own homes, with their own networks, with their own communities. And this is, what, this is the training that was being provided to the pastors here. Uh, lovely, lovely men of God, humble, they want to serve, but lack resources. And Dave was able to help them to uh, facilitate this Zoom session. And we so you can God see that, that. Uh, laptop there. That's, you know, that's kind of Western, isn't it? That's your kind of Apple Mac. That's mine. So I was going to do the whole kind of set it up projector thing. But God did something sovereignly. And that was, they, instead of saying, I don't have a mobile phone, I don't have data, and I don't have money, which is a normal thing. And missionary, can you give me money? Can you give me mobile? Can you give me laptop? What actually happened was, in this moment just before the training started, is that they pulled out their mobile phones and says, Pastor, can you download the app? <laughs> and the other one said, yeah, you know, I've got data. Can you do it for me? So the, 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 the class actually was delayed as they all downloaded. So you can see they're holding their phones. Now, if you know anything about Zoom, and you can imagine the echo that's happening in that room. <laughs> but, you know, they're still learning. <laughs> but now, instead of me bring in my data and bring in my everything, they are now equipped to, to get on with it. So this is another one of these steps of breakthrough where they're not just receiving training locally, but they're now able to receive training internationally. So please pray about these programs. Next one, the water project. We'll talk about that in our sermon. Yeah? In the sermon, yeah. okay. Next one. I believe. Ah, always eating. Yeah. <laughs> they really like chicken and chips and uh, fried rice. Yeah. It's a, a staple. Where and ceviche. Have you heard of ceviche, anybody? Ceviche. Who likes ceviche? Oh, oh, we've got to talk about food. <laughs> so if you come to Peru, they'll say, oh, have you tried out this and have you tried out that? Guinea pig? No, let's, let's not talk about guinea pig. 
Uh, what else? Llama? Nobody eats llama. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and in the jungle, they eat anything. So when I go on river trips, because part of our role is to actually go and see the people that we train, they, they always give you the best meat. And as some of you have heard of mission work, you just have to eat it, don't you? And they tell you what it is, but when you, when you do Spanish translates, the word doesn't exist. And then after a while, you find out what you've eaten. and <laughs> It stays down then, because it's... I know. <laughs> Shall we move on? So this is the Peru team. These are the rest of our teammates who live in Peru and work there. Uh, that's Daniel with the dark glasses, Daniel Clark, his wife, Hegiani, and their daughter, Anna Sophia. They're based in Lima. He's also involved in Bible training at a Bible school, and she's a social worker. And um, on the other side next to me is Laura Lee Lovering. She's in charge of creation care for the whole of BMS. So she teaches people how to make the most of God's creation, how to, she's a Christian conservationist, I would say. Yeah. Very inspirational and powerful woman. And so, yeah, pray for Team Peru. Pray for Team Peru. We are small, but this was the first time that we had met after the COVID out outbreak, and it was a really, really special time. Amen. Next slide. Okay. So we want to just share with you around God's word. Yeah. Um, and the subject we just want to just touch on is this, this, this kind of phrase, without bleeding, without hurting, without feeling pain, without feeling a sense of loss, we, the body of Christ, fail to bless. And I'm sure you've heard many a good gospel presentation and uh, many have come to Christ. But I do believe that the gospel presentation should also include the, the journey of carrying the cross as well. And sometimes that's missed out. But the people of God are not just called to say yes to Jesus and sit down we're actually called to carry the cross as well. Mm. So we want to just share a little bit of that, but from our context in uh, Iquitos. So without bleeding, the church fails to bless. We'll look at a passage of scripture very quickly. Next one. And uh, Michelle, let's go to the next slide. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to read that, Michelle? Acts chapter 2, verses 32. Acts chapter 4 today, four, Michelle. verses 32 to 37. Mm-hmm. All the believers were in one heart and mind. So this is the early church. Um, after the Holy Spirit was poured out, the church formed and emerged. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Next one. Okay, I think... Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. So we want to just share a little bit um, of 
this kind of phrase, this bleeding church, this church which is called to bless, this church that is called to be sent out by God the Holy Spirit. And, and you, you all know the context of Acts, where the power of God, the Holy Spirit, fully came in Acts chapter 2. Amen. And um, there was a great manifestation of God's Spirit, and His manifestation was also seen not just sovereignly and supernaturally, but it was seen sovereignly and supernaturally within the body. The people began to do things and say things and demonstrate things and act things in ways that has never, ever happened. And we thank God that that same God, the third person of the Trinity, is still here today. Amen. Amen. And he, by, his, by the leading of the Father, enables us to journey in that same mission that we see in Acts chapter 2. We do his acts for his glory. Amen? Amen. So in this particular context here, we want to talk, especially around this sharing thing. And in mission, we kind of go to share, don't we? It's kind of the idea. We have received and therefore we go. We go. Bless those who have been received and then we give. However, there's... Let's look, yeah, here we are. We have some things which you want to just maybe think about. There's good sharing in mission. There's good sharing in ministry. But there's also bad sharing. And we need to be aware of that in the way that we do what we do as we're led by God's Spirit. So I'm going to talk about good sharing and bad sharing. Or you could say positive or negative for those who want something more nuanced, or terrible, <laughs> cringy, and oh, such a blessing, and such edification, and such joy. So whatever words you want to use. And then we're going to talk about the spirit of work, uh, the spirit of God at work, in the midst of opposition. In the UK, you have this word you call secular, secularism. Yeah, we don't really have that in in Iquitos. Um, but that's your context. Our context is animism. Our context is the oppression of Catholicism. Catholicism, yeah. And, and other isms. So it, it's just different, but the same opposition. And most importantly, before we leave, we need to know what God wants us to do in the result of receiving his word this morning because I believe he wants us to continue to journey in a way that will give glory to the Father but also be a blessing to other people. That's kind of where we're going. So, let's share about this good and bad sharing, Michelle. So, um, mission work, um, when it started many, many years ago, BMS has been doing mission work for over 400 years. And when they started, they started in India. And unfortunately, mission work and colonialism and oppression and um, exploitation were all mixed in together. Places, uh, I, I was born in Nigeria, and uh, the gospel was brought to Nigeria, lots of Christians there. However, um, the people who brought the gospel also took our resources and took our culture and stripped us of things like even our names. We were renamed. You had a Christian name. What's wrong with my traditional name? <laughs> you know? Oh, you're a Christian now. You can't have that name because I can't pronounce it. This is the missionary. And so there's this legacy of colonialism um, that, that still lingers today. 
So where we are in Iquitos, um, when people see missionaries, they automatically assume that you've got money, resources, you're going to bankroll my life, and, and all of this. And that's not right, because they have resources. Amen. They have creativity. <clears throat> they have wonderful ideas that are yet to be revealed. And so we say, no, we're not going to do all of these things that, that um, missionaries used to do, and some still do today. We're going to sit down with you, and we're going to encourage you to be the best that you can be for God. So sometimes that creates, creates tension with other missionaries. Sometimes that creates tension within the church themselves because they say, you know, we want you to do it. And we say, no, you can do it. And sometimes that's a, that's a struggle. And that's an example of bad sharing, I would say. Yeah. But as Michelle is talking about the bad sharing, I'll just give some emphasis to the good because there's always good news and there's bad news. So we just did the bad news. Now we're gonna, and the, good, the bad news needs to be heard. Yeah. Because we all get more like that. But unless we go through that, and we've had to go through that uh, for the last four years, because when I turned up there, says, right, so we need a church building. So you see these eaves up here. See, the last people came, and they, they did up to there. So um, what do you think God wants us to do now? Well, that means, am I going to get my checkbook out? And because that's the natural progression. But we believe that the same God is in me and the same God in us here. This is the good news. Greater is he that's in us Amen. than he that's in the world. Just for the West, I don't believe so. I believe the same God in Iquitos, Peru, working through them as the body of Christ, just as they are as equal as the body of Christ. This is the good news. This is the same Father, the same God, the same Son, the same Holy Spirit in them is the same in us. And he's the one that can equip them to do what needs to be done. So sometimes we have not shared deliberately and held back from sharing or held back from preaching and held back from baptizing and held back from teaching and allowed God, the Holy Spirit, to ignite the people to do exactly those things. And they have done it in ways that you and I will never, ever be able to do it because they have been equipped and they have the language because we don't. (laughs) They have everything else. And we, we have learnt and we have seen God at work in ways yeah. that I would never learn in a theological college. And I've, I'm all for colleges. But I believe that God, who is the great God, can bring ways and bring diversity by the power of the Spirit in ways that we haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. Another example of good sharing is what uh, BMS is now changing their strategy to become polycentric mission. So what, what is polycentric mission? It's where they are decreasing sending people abroad and raising up people from that city or that town or that country to come to the UK or come go to Europe or, or go to somewhere else in, in Latin America. So our role is changing so that we can help to raise up Peruvians to be international missionaries. Um, So we're looking for people, we're praying for people, we're mentoring people, and we're encouraging them to do exactly what what we have done. Mm -hmm. And so that's very, very exciting. We'd love your prayers for that. And that's that's an example of how things are changing. I think that uh, that is good sharing. So let's now talk about the second point on our PowerPoint slide. 
And this is the Holy Spirit versus opposition. Because as you can see in this particular passage, there's this, I don't know, nostalgic reading. Where you think, oh, they all came together. And they shared all that they had. And we should do the same because we're just like them and let's go and do that. Well, how are you going to do that in a culture where everyone's individualistic, for example, in this country? You know, my washing machine is mine. Uh, this is my job. This is my money. And by the way, if I don't want to tithe, I won't tithe because it's up to me. And, and the, the, the new generation are into feelings, so it doesn't feel right, so I won't do it. So this is the culture here. Um, the culture in uh, Iquitos is slightly different in the way that they uh, respond to this Holy Spirit of opposition at work. We have a spirit which comes through Catholicism. You want to share about that just briefly? So we had a slide, uh, I think a Go couple back. of ones back. There's a pie chart that shows, right, the percentage of Catholics versus the percentage of uh, evangelicals. So where the green, the green part, 14.1%. So um, the evangelicals in Peru do feel marginalized because the government and religion are very, very Catholic. And... Um, so that's the context in which we, we minister. Lots of time, what we, we're trying to do is to encourage people to believe that God in them is greater than what's happening in society. And that's a real, real challenge. But the Holy Spirit is at work. In the midst of that opposition, people are very, very faithful in their worship of God. The Baptist churches are small, but there are people there who are so faithful to God. Even in, in the UK, I would say we're a minority. The Baptist Church is declining in the UK. Would you say that? Yeah, it's the, yeah I'd say so. And, um, but those, those of us who are here, we do love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. Like in the, in the early church, they were a small minority, but they loved God so passionately. And I think that, that is, that is a witness in itself, our, our passion in serving God, our faithfulness in being his witnesses wherever we are all over the world. Yeah. And uh, the response to the opposition is to demonstrate the gospel. You see, people hear about the gospel, people uh, read about it, but where is the demonstration, where is the transformation and sometimes that demonstration is not always with um, kind of, you know, video clips on, on the internet and, wow, that's amazing, someone came out of a wheelchair. A lot of the, the, the demonstration of the power of the Spirit is by being faithful, mm. consistently keep going and being faithful. And faithfulness in this society, I mean, people are cancelling jobs just like that. Well, I won't do that anymore. But those who have been equipped by God the Holy Spirit, those who know their calling, mm. those who remember and continually immerse themselves in the presence of Almighty God will continue to be faithful. And people will look at you and I, who are the gathered people, and say, how is it that you can go through that terrible situation? And your response is, and that's your testimony. Yeah. So this is something that uh, we encourage um, the church in Iquitos, which is very disenfranchised, to continue to be faithful. And he uses his gifts in, 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 in the body of Christ, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12. It, there are these gifts which equip the body, don't we? Because we all get 
and we all need that encouragement to keep going. And this is part of this, this, this little presentation sermon, whatever you want to call it this morning, to encourage you. If you are thinking of giving up, do you know how many times I've thought about coming home? We were in, uh, we were in Iquitos during COVID for two years, and um, our boss said, do you want to come home? I said, and, and what came from here was, yeah, we'll stay. And it was the worst thing to do. Afterwards, we were like, oh, perhaps we should have gone. And I'm sure in your life where you have felt called to move, to continue onwards, or maybe it's a transition, and just as you've made that decision to either stay or to go, mm -hmm. sometimes shall I stay or shall I go? I don't know. You know, God knows. And it got worse. Terrible. And it's in those times that we have found God and I'm sure you could echo that with our men. Mm. Yeah. So this is this, the spirit of, spirit of God is saying, let's go into this area, let's do this, let's start a plant church, let's do whatever. Whatever God is calling you to do, get ready for fire. There's the baptism of fire, and then there's this thing called fire, which comes from the enemy. And sometimes the enemy is external. Sometimes the enemy is internal inside of me, or is even in the church. And we see that in the story of the Acts, where there's tensions. Because we think, oh, it should never happen here, because we're all lovely. Well, if you've been around and you read the scriptures and you read the letters, you will know that we need to expect opposition. Mm. Expect it to happen. Don't get disappointed, but get appointed and get ready for opposition. So that's a little bit about the the spirit of work in opposition. Should we go back to that slide with the three points? Our response. And our response, and then we'll close. Because God wants to speak to us today. God really wants to meet with us. God wants to talk to you and me again. Shall we prepare our hearts to hear what he's continually been saying? Or maybe he's going to say something different as we think about our response to what we've heard, and then we'll pass over to you. Okay, so in the early church, it was a radical church. If you joined the church of Acts, you needed to have been ready to die. So much persecution. And so, because we have the story of Saul and how his conversion happened. So when you join the church of God, be ready to die, be ready to carry your cross and follow Jesus. But is he worth it? Yes. Yes. Our response to God is yes. Yes, Lord. Because he has plans for us that are greater than we can even think or imagine or ask. It's tough, but Jesus is the prize and he is worth it all. So I would say, I would encourage you to say yes to God. Say yes to him. Say yes to God. Let's pray. And let's say yes to him today. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we've had to meet with you around your word. We thank you for the privilege that we have to read the word of God in our language we thank you for those who made this possible throughout history. Father, we, this morning, want to be showing our appreciation and gratefulness for all of the history 
all of the martyrs, all of the persecution that is happening in this world. And Father, right now, we, we want to respond to your call in our hearts. We confess that we haven't always done that. We've responded to our needs. But today we want to respond by confessing our sins and our faults to you. You know how we are. You know how we really are. That you take us just like that. The God who journeys with us. Can you strengthen us once again by the power of your spirit. Where our knees are feeble and we feel like venting. We feel like just saying like what it is. Can you, by only your power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, manifest yourself in us once again? We want to show you off. We want to demonstrate you. Help us not to shrink back, but to continue.